This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Listen, we'll get into the, the, the more important things of the weekend, but I just love that a guy like Jeff Hoffman has that moment. And, yeah. like, he gives him two innings. Every, like, like, when you get moments, it's not just the star players carrying you. It's not just, like... Well, Johan Rojas coming up and just having moments all weekend long. Moments, man. Like, it's that kind of stuff. And this is... And, and like, having the, the, the confidence to go to Jeff Hoffman in that situation. Be like, yeah. Give us two innings. Even one inning, you're like, about, all right, that's a win. How about Marte coming in yesterday and just, like, a super important... Like, they could have lost the game there. The game was about to be over. And Marte comes in, boom, stems the tide. Like, a lot of that, dude. They're, they're, a lot of that. They're, and And... What I like is that they're finally starting to impose their will on teams. Like, the way they're winning right now is like, sure, the offense is, is starting to do its thing. The starting pitching this weekend wasn't great. No. At no, all, yeah. Actually. Um, but it feels like they're starting to be like, all right, we're going to find a way to win this game. And what makes that exciting is that it felt like early in the season, it was like if they didn't go up big early, they weren't going to win. Yep. And if it, was a, if it was a tie game, they would find a way to lose it. And what they're starting to do right now is they're starting to find ways to win games. And that's what we saw from June on last year, even when Harper got hurt, whatever, is they started to figure out ways to win games. And that's what they're doing right now. And they buried a team that doesn't believe in themselves, which is good. Um, they didn't let them have. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, the well, it felt like Friday, and then taking Leon Sari, it felt like all right. And then when Machado hit that homer, it's like okay, so maybe the Padres do have it back. Like maybe this team has it, and the Phillies just run away with it. Yeah, and and the Padres are a perfect example of like. You can go get as many stars as you want. Dude, they have so much freaking talent. It is absurd. <laughs> it's, absurd. Like, now, it's silly. Their bullpen is atrocious. Yeah. But, but but I mean, like that that lineup is stacked. And they well, got like, high end talent. Hold on. What about the Phil's lineup? Man, Drew Ellis. I know. Right. Johan yeah, Rojas. Right. I mean, what the <laughs> They won two games this weekend, started by Drew Ellis, Johan Rojas, and yeah, like it's and a great point. Sosa. Man. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it was so vintage. Garrett Stubbs started one of them. Dude, I love Stubbs. The Stubbs drag bun is my it's, favorite. It's the best thing it's my ever. My favorite thing that the Phillies do. It's it's it, he's he's great at it. Like he's a phenomenal drag bunder. It's actually something that if they get into postseason, it's games, like a weapon. That thing is a weapon. They can use it. Yeah, no doubt. They can use that as again. So like uh, pinch hitting against a tough lefty or so. Like I mean, like he can get the ball where it needs to go. Especially because lefties fall. Off the opposite side of the mound. You're damn right, he, buddy. He pulls That's what I'm it. saying. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> Garrett Stubbs, it, again, we've talked about this a lot. Like, the guy won the Johnny Bench Award in 2015 for being the top college. Like, <laughs> so like, and it's so funny how people talk about him. Like, he's, he's just like, like, oh, it's so cute. Look at little, little, little guy. Dude, he's like one of the best. He's the best catcher in baseball <laughs> in college in 2015. Like, what are we talking about? It's, it is crazy. Um, but it just, they are. And, and and being able to come back in three straight, you know, it, it tricks you into thinking, okay, we can do this against anyone. 
Um, and and they didn't let the they, they stepped on a throat all weekend rather than like okay the let the Padres have life and they swept the doubleheader Jack. Well, that's not possible. I, I, it's the first time it's happened in my lifetime. I'm sure of that they, they've definitely be. never done it before. It has, it has to be. To be. Yeah. Um, and just I, I I think the I think the the Rojas call up like it reminds me a lot of when they would bring up Maton. And he had that little bit of like spark yeah, and energy. Little, yeah, yeah. And, and for and I think Kyle Schwarber talked about this. He was like Harper did too about how like when veterans are around for a while, it's like you kind of not lose the love for the game, but you're like ah, just another day of playing baseball. And then they see a kid come up and be that excited, be that into it. It gives them a little yeah, like, it's infection. Yeah, you know what? This is baseball's great. Totally. Like, we I, we are uh, you know major leaguers and all that stuff. I mean, think about first and foremost. I mean, this is the High Hopes podcast. Like. We watched Johan Rojas play in the major leagues. Like, how I, long, I feel like we've talked about it for five freaking years on this podcast. Amazing. He's only 21 or 22 or whatever. Yeah, 22. It's hard yeah. to believe that he's still that young for how long we've talked about him on this show. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw him play, man. He had a great weekend. It was super. Like, he is a phenomenal fielder, man. Like, that throw. Like, that's one of the better throws we've seen. Like, who's the last Phillies outfielder who made a throw like that? Ah, uh, like Victorino. <laughs> you know, that's Victorino, what I mean, dude. That's what I mean. Um... Tyler Goodell to, to Cameron yeah. Rowe, obviously. Who could forget? But um, the Johan Rojas Vince thing. Velasquez. <laughs> yeah, Vince Velasquez. <laughs> Johan Rojas, uh, a couple thoughts. One, if anyone throws him a fastball, they should be fired. I know. <laughs> like, just, I know. just, just break, throw, throw yeah, him a bunch of Like, yeah. see what happens. If he if he hits a home run off a slider, like, you could just tip your cap. <laughs> so, like, he, he definitely has some ways to go with the play. Like, yeah. 100%. Uh, another thought is, like, just, I need it. One time, I don't know if it's gonna happen because when he gets healthy, we'll see. A, a Apache, Marsh, and Marsh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Just to see what that would look like. One of the best like. defensive outfields we've ever seen, ever, I mean, all time. Legitimately, it's like, three center fielders. Dude, there, <laughs> and let me tell you something. Now, I don't remember young. I don't remember the young version of this player, so I'm curious to see if you buy it. Uh huh. A lot of Andrew Jones comps. Like, wow. Defensively. I mean, that, I mean look, I, I mean, Andrew Jones is legitimately one of the best defensive center fielders of our lifetime. I like, know. He, when he was young, dude, he would, the ground that dude covered was, but I, I can't go Andrew Jones. <laughs> Good. But like, he, he, Rojas is phenomenal out there. Like, he covers a ton of ground. And the I arm's s- great. I still think Pache's better. I, he might be. I think Pache might be better. I think too. he's better. Yeah. You know, and it's not his. Uh, like it was, it was an insignificant play because of the ninth inning. I mean, he turned the wrong way on the on the Soto play on <laughs> on Saturday. So I mean, it was awesome. I think his personality. I think how happy he was to be here. I think that lit a like lit a fire under the guys. Like you know what, this is cool. Like let's go out and like I don't know, be a little bit excited for the yeah. game. Yeah. And I thought that I actually felt like it. Now I know the Pache thing happened and whatever, but I think it was a bit strategic too by by Dave Dombrowski. Like this kid is happy and he knows the importance of adding in yeah. a, a dynamic like that into a locker room. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, man. I think Dabrowski's got a great feel for that type of stuff, and I, I absolutely believe that. I Initially, we had talked about when we first saw it, it was either an injury or is it a showcase, then the Pache news comes out, you know, which is upsetting because we were oh, <laughs> getting dude, really excited about Pache. They say he'll be back this year. We'll see. A screw take it out of the elbow, but that was a bummer. Oh, it, was, it was protruding out of his I, elbow. Can you imagine, dude? Like, <laughs> like what looking the down hell? and being like, like oh, well, that, that's not supposed <laughs> to happen. You should probably get that taken care of, huh? <laughs> yeah. And it's thing, like, because Pache. It stinks. It it's feels a, like. He, he finally feels like he kind of got something going in his first time in his career, you know? know. Torn meniscus and then, and then this. It's just yeah. like, it's like, what unlucky season from hell. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's it's. I don't think it's showcasey. 
because obviously now he's well, now, he, he yeah. can be done for the year. Yeah. But definitely when it first came up, I was like, ah, maybe just like to say he played the major leagues and has that play and, and whatnot. So I don't know. Yeah, look, again, the ability, if if nothing else, in the Pache role, the ability, he's not as good a hitter, which is you know, a certain thing to say. <laughs> We're talking about Pache. Right. You're talking about a 320 hitter there. <laughs> but like to That's have, a Hall of Famer. That, that is an important piece to come up because Pache did matter for this team. As a yes. And look, especially now, like we haven't gotten to it, but apparently Bryce Harper's about to play first base this week. So like... All of a sudden, the whole get Schwarber out of left field. All right, who's playing left field now? You know they've got a, you know they got a lot of uh, situations here to figure out. And I know trades down the road were only, you know, wow, it's only like two dude, and a half I weeks, know. three weeks, dude. We're, well, and, it, and it, because I was, go! I was so consumed with draft stuff that I was like, oh bleep, you know, it's just, <laughs> it was like, we're two we're weeks away from the trade deadline. Yeah, it's July's like here. a big month. If, if your team's like in it and like you care about your team. Oh yeah. You got the draft and the trade deadline in one year. I mean that's a that's a big big month of baseball. It's a yes, it's a big month of year. Big month of baseball. Yes, especially for you. Uh, well I, I just and we'll get obviously We'll we get, get to the draft. No, don't no, worry, no, no, don't no, worry. no, 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 no. I was not gonna bring that up, although okay. I do have all my notes. I know. Well I saw your tweet where your tweet for the pod was we'll talk about the draft and the Phillies taking three or two. Don't don't worry, I'll a get the full there. breakdown <laughs> of the draft. Um <laughs> can't wait. But we, and obviously as we get closer to the deadline, we'll have like our, our finalized perfect trade yes, deadline so plans. We always do. But overall, like this is it, it reminds me so much now. 08 was different because, you know, they didn't make the big splashes. But it reminds me of the 09, 10, 11 deadlines where it's like, I think they're going to go get a dude. Like, I think they're going to go get some. Like, I don't, I would be surprised if it's just like Adam Duvall. Right. And like, what they did last year, essentially. Like, although, I mean, a Duvall Paxton. A little well, how long combo. have we been asking for Duvall? Well, I mean, it's like almost like just bring us out of Duvall. Already, well, and, and there's no bigger sucker on planet Earth than me and James Paxton. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big Maple. I'll go back to yeah, Big well, Maple. Yeah, well, don't don't throw out Big Maple because you don't know what that is. Because I texted you and you read it <laughs> well, no, at 3.30 I got, in the morning. I, yes, I, I was confused in the moment. All right? <laughs> then I was like, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, like, oh, great movie. What, the, what are you talking about? I got about? confused. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, he's Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Big Maple. Yeah. Got it. Well, got top, it. On Topper and, and Big Maple together? I mean, <laughs> it's that's, true. If a Canadian, like. Yeah, maybe they could put out the wildfires. Right. Get Joey Votto down here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure the Reds are selling. About the wild part. Yeah, the Reds are selling. Yeah, yeah. Get, get Pavetta back, too. Oh. Oh, oh, buddy. Pavetta's the new Foles? Oh, God. What? Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> I don't know. Who, what idiot? Who said yeah, that? Yeah, who said that? Nobody said no that. No one said that. No one would say that. He like, would be the, I mean, yeah. similar. Yeah. Both great. <laughs> Both great. Yes. Speaking of Foles. Clutch. Speaking of Foles, why don't we get to how? Go, how? How? Someone, how are you transitioning this into a Nick I'm Foles a point? I'm a freaking pro. Let's get to someone who is clutch. Something we need to talk about okay. because he should be the leadoff hitter Uh-oh. for this team because all they do is win when this guy is in the leadoff spot. Big clutch weekend for Schwarber. I mean, the dude had a go-ahead homer, or a tying homer, a go-ahead homer, a walk-off sack fly, uh, take it, uh, the lead single late in the game. Like, like it was a like obviously we're talking about like the three homers over the weekend, but like oh, it was single, yeah, and the big single, and then the sack. Like it wasn't just that he kind of got the power going. It was like these were big hits Kyle Schwarber had this weekend. Yeah, and and he's in those positions because he's batting leadoff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, good like, point. He would, he, not, he would not have had a three-run home run. He would not have had the like this is because he's batting leadoff. I thought he what he didn't hit home runs with runners on base. That's what I was told. All he does is hit pointless solo home runs. That's what <laughs> yeah, that's no what cares about him. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I you know it was a tough weekend for the Schwarber babies. Um, uh, oh, what's oh I like this. Yeah, is this the the complainers? Tough, about your, tough weekend for the 
Shore Babies. Shore yep. Babies is yep. strong. Thank buddy. you. I'm, very, I'm in. Very um, in on Shore Babies. And I guess, so there's a couple things. One, obviously, I'm not an idiot. I know that the, the pitching staff has <laughs> I was been. Like, you say it, like, I'm not an idiot. Well, God. it's just like these people are so annoying that they like the pitching's been great i know yeah thanks we buddy. get it yeah i I, I I watch i get it i know <laughs> like i know the pitching's been great i get it i'm just saying that when i when you have when you are 26 and 11 yeah. with the guy batting lead off you're not putting someone else there like i'm sorry it's over i i'm sorry he doesn't steal bases i i, I love the people bring up the the obp it's like okay He's also fourth in the league in walks or yeah. whatever. So like, yes, the OBP could be higher if he was bad. If like if he was batting two thirty, his OBP is what three sixty, three seventy, something like that. Like, yeah. just relax. The batting average is annoying. I get it, but when he does like, like this weekend is what he can do, and it's not lost on me that it was a, you know, they lose Friday night, and I feel like he was he was you know like let's. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Like, let's figure it out. Because um, he's usually a laid back, like, we'll get it going. Don't worry. And I saw a different demeanor from them. Like, I thought Friday night they played. Like, I, I was I was prepared. <laughs> yeah. Again, I, do not handle Phil's loss. <laughs> I was getting prepared to be like, dude, are they ever going to win games at home this year? Like, is that going to be their thing where they're just tight? around? Well, like, they're just tight at home all year, and, and, mm-hmm. they, and they can't get out of their own way, and they're trying to do too much and whatnot. So I thought they looked tight on Friday night. Um, and then I, I just think that when Schwarber does what Schwarber does, it just it, it causes a, a, an exhale effect on everyone else in the team, and and they just let him go do his thing. Good morning. It is the WIP Morning Show. John Ritchie, James Seltzer, in for Jody Cameron. We got Rhea Hughes, Devin Caney hanging out this morning, talking fills, and what a pleasure it is. To have the skipper of the Phil's on with us this morning, Rob Thompson, joins us every other week on the morning show at 9 o'clock on Wednesdays. Good morning, Rob. How you doing, sir? Good morning. I'm doing fine, thanks. I hope you guys are doing well. It's been a while since we've talked. It has, and you know what you guys have been doing since the last time we talked? Winning baseball games, God, Rob. Baby. It has been awesome. 27-12 and 12 since June 1st, and um, you guys just keep rolling. Uh, Rob, do you feel like this is kind of, you, you, the team has finally hit their groove, and this is the baseball we should expect the rest of the season? Well, I mean, you can never tell. You might go on another little bit of a slide, but uh, this is the team that uh, we thought about coming out of spring training, and I think we're playing very well. Our starting pitching has been outstanding. Uh, our bullpen's been good all year for the most part, and, and I think uh, you know our our offense is starting to hit its stride, and I think there's still some more there. Why didn't Bryce play first base last night, Rob? Well, it was, um, you know, we had the all-star break and we came out of the all-star break and we had four games in 48 hours. We really couldn't get much work done. And for me to put him at first base, I just want to make sure he is completely healthy and, and able to get through it without, uh, without putting him in, in danger. So I, you know, we just, I just backed it off a few days. He's, he's going to get out there hopefully soon, but, um, you know, I, I had said at one point he was going to play Tuesday, and then we just couldn't get the work in. So we're going to back it off. Is the expectation that Bryce will be the everyday first baseman once he starts being the first baseman? Well, we'll have to build him up because he hasn't uh, he hasn't played defense in what a year and a half. But um, so once we get there, he'll play a game. He'll DH the next game. Play a game. DH, you know. And, 
start building them back-to-back days and, and three days in a row. So it's going to be a while before he becomes the everyday first baseman. But, you know, as long as we can get there by August 1st, by the trade deadline, and, and uh, make sure he's our guy, then we'll be good. One thing you mentioned there, you mentioned the health part of it. Are there any concerns with the health? I, I figure if you guys are going to put him out there, you have to feel pretty confident that there aren't going to be any long-term issues with the, with the elbow. Yeah, I, I don't. I think we're there now. I, I think you know, as far as the elbow is concerned, I think it's it's healthy. Um, I don't really have many concerns about that. It's, it's the rest of his body, really. You know, you you take 160 pitches on on defense on a daily basis. It, it doesn't seem like a lot to to the normal person playing first base, but it takes a toll on your body, and, mm-hmm. and just want to make sure that. You know, it doesn't turn into a hamstring or a calf oh, or a hip or anything like that. Yeah, that's a good point. And do you expect that once he becomes the first baseman that he stays there? Like, how long do you expect him to be first base? Is this the type of thing where you prefer to move him back out to the outfield eventually this season? Yeah, I think we'll, we'll see how it goes, and we'll see how he feels about that too, you know. Mm. Um, but it gives you some options for sure because you know he can play the outfield. Now, if you, if you know that he can play first base as well, then um, you know it gives you a little bit of flexibility that way. So uh, we're all marveling at, at Bryson Stott. Uh, how rare is the leap that Stott has made in his second year in the majors? Yeah, he's he, – and I think we saw it kind of halfway through uh, last year when he started to get comfortable and – started to be you know the hitter that he is which is you know use the field um, um, see a lot of pitches uh, being able to see the baseball and and know the strike zone and now he's just taking another step forward um, you know I this guy this guy is a is a baseball player you know he's really got great instincts we know how he can hit he plays good defense um, he's he's a really good player Rob, I think the the kind of number one question you've probably gotten over the course of the season has been about the leadoff position and, you know, Schwarber and this whole thing and all that. I at least think we have finally put this thing to bed 26 and 11 since Schwarber's moved into the leadoff spot. What is it? Because he's not a prototypical guy, and, you know, we talk about getting a one nothing lead is great and all that. But what is it about Schwarber at the top of the lineup that seems to make everything else go? Yeah, it's, you know, it's... It's a tough question to answer, really, because it's not the prototypical lineup that you want. But the big slug power guy with, uh, but he gets on base. He he walks. Um, you know, he's he's not a base dealer by any stretch of the imagination. But he walks and he hits home runs and he he puts the other team on alert from pitch one. And I think that's it gets them on their heels a little bit. So I, I think that's a big part of it. And. And not that Bryson Stott can't be a leadoff hitter because he's a high on base guy, works counts, sees a lot of pitches. It's just for some reason it works for us when Schwarber's in the leadoff spot. Right. Hey, Rob, how did Juan Soto end up on your plane after the All-Star game? Well, it was, you know, when we went to San Diego, we left um, from Miami and flew to San Diego. We took two of the Miami players with us, and it was something that we offered to, you know, Miami people because we were taking a charter. We had our entire coaching staff and, and had Nick and, and Craig Kimbrell. And so we just offered it up, and, you know, thinking that other teams would do that for us if we had that opportunity. So 
Uh, we had the two Miami players and, and, you know, probably, I don't know, 10 or 15 of their family members with us on our charter. And so we did the same thing coming back for the San Diego guys because we knew that they were starting the second half here. So that that was really all it was. Um, you know, it was just a, a, a courtesy that we, we threw out there to the other teams. We know you can't get into it too much, but but just in your experience with him, what type of guy is Juan Soto? What, you know, what type of uh, person is he? Yeah, we spent a little bit of time with him uh, out there in San Diego, and he seemed he seemed great. He seemed very professional. Um, you know, went about his work. He was, um, you know, he seemed he seemed good. Hey, you mentioned Craig Kimbrell earlier. Uh, I I'm so amazed at what he's been able to do. How is he? doing this rob well i'll tell you it's it's been fascinating to watch because uh you know the biggest thing for him is the ability to throw strikes and that's what he's been doing all year because if he's throwing strikes his stuff is is legit and he's going to get people out um and not only is his performance important to us but just the person in that bullpen the, the calming influence that he has on other guys mm-hmm. you know it's over 400 saves and a long, um, great career. Um, you know, he's a he's a calming voice, and, and he talks to those guys out there, and they know that he's at the back end, and everything is going to be fine if we get to him. So, um, I hope he I hope he keeps going not only this year, but you know, however long he wants to pitch, because he's he's really been. He's really been good for us. Oh, just amazing. And uh, moving from relievers to starters, Christopher Sanchez, what does he need to do to cement the fifth starter role? Geez, you know, he's getting it done right now, and, and it's always been about throwing strikes and, and executing pitches and commanding the strike zone. If he, you know, his stuff is good. The changeup is, is really a, a really plus-plus pitch for him. Um, if he can just command the strike zone, he's going to get people out. And he's been doing that. And knock on wood, we got him going tonight, and, and uh, hopefully he keeps it going. Rob, Trey Turner, we have not gotten to really see the the player that you know we expected coming into this season, the, the $300 million player, one of the best players in baseball. He hasn't gotten to that level yet this year, but it keeps seeming like there are moments where he's breaking out of it. You know, the, the home run against Arizona, uh, you know, now with the triple last night, and it feels like, you know, he's starting to play better defense, and but yet he hasn't kind of been able to sustain that. He hasn't gotten to that point where he can consistently look like the Trey Turner we expected. Uh, what's missing, and, and do you expect him to get back to that level this season yeah i do and, and you know like you said you see these little blips where okay the, here's the guy and and um you know he's just got a um the consistency has to come and and i think it's going to get there I, you know if you look at the back of his baseball card i say it all the time you see certain numbers that are eye popping and um i think he's going to get there i think by the end of the year he'll uh, you know those numbers will show up again and that means he's going to get really hot at some point. Yeah, <laughs> and carry I, the team. Yeah, you yeah. know it's like it, it's like with with Bryce and his home runs. You know, he's got, what's he got four home runs or something like that. So you think that at some point he's going to hit a bunch of them, and and that's going to be really special. Bob, how is uh, Pache's elbow? Good. Uh, so the surgery went well. They took the screw out, and um, you know he's. He's just really got to let the wound heal um, so that he doesn't get any infection in there. So it's probably going to be a week before we start doing some light baseball activity. 
um, you know, we're we're looking at you know three, four, five weeks down the road, we're we're going to have them back. So oh, it's not too bad. Uh, it was really a strange injury, you know, where that that screw comes out of there. But I guess it happens every once in a while. A terrifying injury, I think, is what you meant to say. You look down, <laughs> yeah. and there's a screw coming out of your arm. It's not yeah, what you no not what you want, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is Johan Roas likely going to stay up at least for the immediate future in that role? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's done a great job for us so far. Um, he's really athletic and really can play defense. And um, I think he, you know, with his his short game, you know, he can bunt. He can do a lot of different things to help us offensively. And he can certainly run and steal bases. So um, he fits that role pretty well. And as long as he keeps his head above water uh, offensively, and um, you know, he's, he's going to be here. One more for you, Rob, on the uh, injury front here. And, and as you mentioned, the bullpen's been great all year, and, and it's been amazing. It really doesn't matter whether, you know, you bring in guys like Marte or Hoffman. You know, Bilotti was up, down. Like, the, the, the amount of arms we have this year, it seems like it's, it's amazing. It seems like something we haven't hit, had here in a long time. But, you know, the two guys I think we count on the most coming into the season are down right now, Alvarado and Sir Anthony. Any updates on those guys and how their progress is coming along? Yeah, so Sir Anthony threw another batting practice yesterday here at CBP, and, and it was really good. So I think he's ready for a rehab assignment. Um, and so he'll, I don't know whether he got two or three or four um, outings, but we just got to make sure that he's he's good to go for the rest of the year and this thing doesn't uh, crop up again. And Alvarado played catch yesterday for the first time and, and said he felt really good. So we're we're going to start moving forward with him. And um, so all, all good signs. Awesome. Positive updates. Yeah. Rob, thank you so much for your time as always. Let's keep this uh, winning a bunch of games between uh, the times we speak going. I, I'm a big I fan love of that. It. I love it. <laughs> it, makes, it makes this program very easy. On the <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Rob. We appreciate it. We'll talk in a couple weeks. Thanks, Ed. That's Thanks, right. Rob. 2 o'clock here on Marks and Reese. Jack Fritz in for John Marks on this Wednesday afternoon alongside Ike Reese. We're just going to continue the conversation we've had off the air, on the air. I think that's the right, the right way to go about it. What's happening, Ike? Jack! <laughs> Holla at you, boy. What's up, man? How we doing? Yeah, we cannot continue that no, conversation. No, we cannot continue that conversation. <laughs> but we can talk about the Philadelphia Phillies, buddy, because they, yes. uh, they're hot. Mm-hmm. 27 of thir- uh, uh, They've won 27 of their last 37 games. First time since 2011 a Phillies team has done that. They are on a, on a roll right now, and... What they're doing, you know, it's not very often we've been able to be like, I kind of just expect them to win every game. Mm-hmm. Like there was a there was a point last night where it got to a one run, cost us a, a run line. Man, I was so mad. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Because I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, I'm fine putting Noel out there. I think he deserved right, the eighth. Right, right. But in the back of my head, I was you like. You knew what was going to happen. This is going to cost me a run line. <laughs> this is 100% going to cost me a run line. And it, and it did. And it did. Um, but either way, either way, we got the W. Either way, yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all. But still, when, it, when when the game was getting close, I, I was never really that nervous, and um, I feel like we've gotten back to where I was at least at the, at the beginning of the year before things started falling apart. Where it's mm-hmm. like we don't need to do the freak out every day when they lose. Like here we go, here's the collapse. They're a good baseball team that, that's going from what I believe was is a good team on paper to a great team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this 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 team, and we we mentioned this yesterday. It, it's starting to look like what we envisioned the team being in spring training. And I'm with you. Last night, uh, that was a game. I thought Nola would come out and pitch well. Looks, uh, looked really really yeah, good. Certainly did. Gave up a couple runs, 
but that that's okay. That's to be expected. He didn't have the 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 blow up inning when you give up four or five runs, and now you got to get out of a deficit. And even the run, even the inning you allowed two runs. I thought it was mostly bad, like bad luck. Yeah, more than more than like oh here we go an Aaron Nola bad. Yeah, I, I, I to your point, I didn't feel as if he's about to unravel. Totally agree. And here we go. So I'm with you in the confidence level of the team, as far as believing. Sticking with a team, not thinking, uh, okay, here we go. We're about to blow this game. Even when they get down like they did against the Padres, I think after the first game on Saturday, they got to that second game and they got down. And I was like, you know what? You know, Bryce is in the lineup. Like, it's, it's, I, I felt okay. I didn't, I didn't feel like, well, we're about to lose this game. It didn't mm-hmm. happen again Sunday. And I didn't feel like, oh, we're about to lose this game. I more or less felt – it's only a matter of time before they start hitting. Until they figure and we're going to get some runs on the board. Last night they got a few on the board early. I thought last night's game was more about uh, Nola's pitching, although it's always great to see Kyle Schwarber get us <laughs> off to a great start. Sure hey. is. Hey, that's what I said. Should never be moved out of that leadoff spot. And that's exactly where he needs to be at. Yep, exactly right. No, <laughs> no one ever doubted leadoff Schwarber for sure. And so it, that that's a good thing. And, and it was a good win last night. And it's starting to feel like it, it's starting to feel like how it felt. Oh nine, ten, eleven. Where like it's it's just like they're gonna show up and kind of win tonight. And I hope that they've gotten the the idea that they they can't win at home out of their system. And, right. And, and that's why I think coming back against the Padres. Being able to do that three straight games and having the home crowd behind them again, mm-hmm. hopefully this is like wind at their sails, and now the whole worry about b- them being able to win at home is kind of behind them. But oh yeah, I think they're feeling it. I, yeah. I think I think you, you know how it is, man. You get to a, you get to a season and you got a good ball club. You you almost know when you're starting to hit your stride because mm-hmm. everybody seems to be in a good groove. Everybody is feeling positive coming to the ballpark every day. They are excited to come to the ballpark. When you're playing the way the Phillies have been playing over the last month or so, they can't get to the next game fast enough. Yes. They can't get to the next game fast enough because they are seeing the ball well. The pitchers are pitching well. The bullpen is doing what they need to do. And even when they get off the slow starts and get behind in games, now you got late-inning heroics that are there, which it, it just it – just, it, there's a different energy – in the clubhouse. And I guarantee you, these dudes can't wait to get to the ballpark every day because they feel like they're going to win every game. And they have 40,000 people behind them every night now, which is Come on, man. another good crowd last on a Tuesday yes. night on. where it's hot. and it's it was, Against Milwaukee? Against Come Milwaukee. On, yeah. like, it's, it's been great. We talked about it a lot, but it's been so great seeing what the, the, the crowds have done this year. So, yet again, another, uh, another win last night. Tonight, Chris Sanchez, Colin Ray, we got leading off. We'll take you into the game. Uh, and get you set for that coming up a little bit later. But how they're playing right now and everything that's going on and and just the look of this team, it's an all-in year for them. And it, it's uh, it's not what they did last year where they, they traded a couple pieces away for a Noah Syndergaard or a David Robertson or, or I mean, the Logan Hoppy trade was a, a relatively big one. But it's one of those years, more like 9 10, 11, where you're pushing in your chips and going and getting a difference maker. And I thought what 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 Dave Dombrowski, he was a guest on uh, Joel Sherman and, and, and John Heyman's podcast, I feel like he's laying the groundwork here for the Phillies to bring in a superstar. Here is what Dave Dombrowski said last night on this podcast. So for us, one of the keys there is Bryce Harper's ability to play first base. 
because if he can go from DH to playing first base, which we think he will be able to do and we'll be able to have that answer by this trading deadline, we're in a position where that will allow us to move Kyle Schwarber then to the DH position on a regular basis. And that would allow us to try to add some type of combination out there in the outfield, probably in left field. What does that sound like to me, Ike? That sounds, sounds like, like we're going to get an outfielder. That sounds like the one and only Mr. Juan Soto. Juan Soto. And Dave Dombrowski is a he is a big swing kind of guy. It's it's in his nature. It's what he does. He is a big trade maker. And that's why he's here. And Juan Soto is a big swing. It's a big swing. I know there's some risk. Like the people are worried about his play recently on San Diego. He he looks a little lackadaisical out there. Doesn't look totally locked in. I'm not worried about that with Juan Soto because what I have here is essentially the the uh, the pieces that helped turn Juan Soto into I don't know the best young player in baseball, the mm-hmm. best player on a title team at 20 years old, mm-hmm. and the the Dave Dombrowski and the Phillies need to do whatever it takes to go bring Juan Soto in and make him a Philly. Now, Ike, mm-hmm. the, the the annoying part about this mm-hmm. is that it looks like Andrew Painter is is heading towards Tommy John surgery. Uh, that that news wow. came out around you know twelve thirty that they recommended Tommy John. He's probably going to get it. Mm-hmm. If the Padres want him, sure. I don't know if they. I don't know if he can still headline a package because. He could be out for the next year and a half. The 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 Andrew Painter thing, I would trade Painter for Soto if, if, if Andrew Painter was healthy. If they want him, sure, I'd still do it. If not, it's not throwing me off the scent here. I still got to do whatever it takes to bring in Juan Soto. Yeah, I, it, listen, I like Juan Soto. I mean, I love him as a baseball player, and I, I do believe he's one of the best young baseball players in the game. He's on a Hall of Fame track um, if he continues at the pace that he's on. And I'm not saying that he couldn't help the Phillies. And I've been listening to this conversation all day, and it started this morning. Uh, I got James Seltzer yelling through my uh, radio in the car about Juan Soto. He's biting everybody's head off. Poor John Ritchie. He just wanted to give his, his not opinion allowed. about Yeah, he's not allowed to give an opinion about Well, Seltzer about, and I kind of have the same, you know, yeah, a little bit. Pitbull mentality. Yeah, baseball yeah. elitists, I would <laughs> so, say. Yeah. So I, it started early, and then obviously Joe, uh, Joe G., He's been trying to trade for stars since for the last two years. He wants to trade everybody. Every he don't give a damn who it is. Oh, he even threw poor Stadi in there today. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't care who it is. Hey, he, what are we doing? He I mean, wants to on. upgrade the team. So I, I get the sentiment from you baseball guys. Right? Well, I, I'm I, just saying, if me, Julio, and Seltzer are yeah, all on one page. Yeah, I feel, listen, that's, that's dangerous. That, that really is dangerous. Here's what I'll say. I think there is something to the chemistry, the chemistry aspect. Whether or not do you really need him? This baseball team is starting to hit its stride. They're playing great baseball. Do you even need Juan Soto right now? Sure, he can help. I'm not telling you he's not going to make the Phillies a better team. He certainly aren't going to make them a lock to win the World Series. This is baseball. We've seen all-star lineups not win World Series. We've seen the 2011 Phillies not yes, win the yeah, World so, Series. Yeah, so we know how that sort of works. And the, the fact that he's in an all-star lineup, and they're damn near in last place out there in San Diego, says a lot to me. He's in an all-star lineup, right? He, would you not say he's in an all-star lineup well, right got, now? Him, Tatis, Bogarts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they are. It's a pretty damn good lineup. Pretty dang good. And Machado. the team isn't very good. Yes. Team isn't very good. Now, I would put more of that on Tatis. Um, I'm not going to tell you that playing with um, uh, Bryce Harper – 
and Trey Turner, and I know Kevin Long was with them in, in down in Washington. Yep. I, I, I think I think that does at least allow you to be open to the idea. Because you wouldn't be scared off from this if you were trying to bring him into a clubhouse with a bunch of guys he has never played with. Exactly. And it, you're it, trying to ingrate him. I actually think this is just the perfect fit. So I, I, I can see that. I'm not going to – there's not a strong pushback against that. I'm just saying I would caution against messing up what you've just started to sort of get rolling by trying to ingratiate another big personality, a star player coming in having to be really fit in. Like, fit into what they have going on. And then you're playing in Philadelphia. That stuff he's doing out there in, in San Diego, I don't care if he doesn't like the clubhouse or what have you. Either you have it in you or you don't. You know, I've always thought the whole Chase Sutley personality thing was a little bit overblown and overplayed. The guy hustles down to first base. Charlie Hustle, I get all of that. Mr. Tryhard. And, and, but we love that here. Mm-hmm. This fan base loves that. Well, what's going to happen when he doesn't play that way? It's gonna be it's gonna be what the reaction is gonna be, which is like, why isn't he hustling? He doesn't care about winning, all that stuff. And then you know what happens? His buddies have to come to his defense. So now, what happens in the clubhouse when you got the star players aligning together, and and there's certain rules for those guys, but the other guys need to bust their ass down to first base. They need to play hard all the time. But when Bryce isn't feeling well, he's not hitting home runs. It's okay when he doesn't bust his hump, right? We've allowed that to happen already, right? He bounces back, though. But, but I'm just, I, I, I know. All I'm saying is, is that the more of those type of personalities you bring in, you're creating more of that in your clubhouse versus we're overachievers, we're underappreciated, young guys John that haven't Kruk, proven anything. The voice of the people. I don't know what's going on either. Welcome on in. It is the Midday Show. 10.03 start today. Morning show, having a good time. And we're here, have a good time, leading you up <laughs> to Phillies baseball. Um, good morning, Hugh. He's so petty. No, good morning, I mean, Joe. What's good up? morning, Philly. How's everybody doing? Well, well 10.03 is ridiculous, let's Yeah, be it's a little late start, but that's all right. That's all right. Morning show, having a good time today. And I was having a good time watching the Phillies, you know, through the, you know, into the post-All-Star break. First weekend was great against the Padres. Than the win the night before. Last night, not a great night. And look, they're going to drop some, some opportunity games. squandered. Yeah. Opportunity. I'm not that upset they lost the game. They were bound to lose the game. Brewers are good. They're in the playoff race, too. It's one game. So we got another one coming up today at 1235. We'll lead you right into the Phillies game today. But, Hugh, I, I don't know what I saw last night. And it has nothing to do with the outcome of the game. It has everything to do with that at-bat that we heard there that T-Mac and John Crocker are trying to break down. Bryce Harper up against Holby Milner, who's a deep cut in Philly's history. Hugh, that at-bat, he didn't take the bat off his shoulder. And wow. it wasn't that he just, you know. Looked like me up there at the plate. I mean, it could have been any of us up there yeah. at the plate. <laughs> Trying to see the ball. <laughs> it's not so much that he struck out looking. It's not so much that he you – know, he went up there. Hugh, it looked like he had no interest in swinging the bat in that entire at-bat. It was – I would say the most ad- bizarre at bat of Bryce Harper's career here. That was n- weird. I, like, listen, I, I've never seen anything like that from a player of that caliber, and a player that to me was on a trajectory where it looked like he was coming out of whatever it was yeah. he was going through, like he was getting his power back and everything. And it just led me to think, like, maybe something's wrong with him. Then you know, uh, I was talking this morning. And there was reports that he might have been a little sick, and uh, you know, he might have lost his voice and things of that nature. So. I'm willing to give Bryce Harper the benefit of the doubt in this situation because that, to me, since I've been here, that's un, 
Bryce Harper-like. Uh, agreed. And look, he's a guy that has a great eye at the play, and he takes his walks and says he's patient, but he, you see he's up there with the purpose to swing, and then if yes. he doesn't like the pitch, he will take the pitch. I, I am concerned, guys, with the whole Bryce Harper situation. Something weird is going on. This entire week has been bizarre. He was supposed to play first base coming out of the All-Star break. Didn't do it. Then they said the rain over the weekend was part of why he wasn't playing first base. Now he's sick. That at bat last night. Let's listen to Hobie Milner, the the opposing pitcher. Of course, we remember him back in the day as the guy. But Hobie Milner is nasty, brother. That's right. Yeah, Gabe Kapler pulled Aaron Nola for Hobie Milner back in 2018. How can we ever forget? Well, he looked nasty last night for Bryce Harper. So let's listen to Hobie after the game last night. He was the pitcher, of course, against Bryce Harper. Even he was like, I don't know what the heck was happening. Here's Hobie Miller. Is that uncomfortable at all? Like, are you waiting for him to ambush something? Or uh, I, I mean, I was, it was obviously it's my mind, like going through my motion. I'm like, is he taking? And then you can just, the fact he was just auto, I'm like, okay, well, then I can, I can throw it down the middle. Um, but yeah, weird scenario. Like first, first time I've ever seen that. I guess he just stuck to a game plan and credit to him for sticking to it, I guess. So he stuck to the game plan. He, I mean, sometimes you have a game plan where you go up there and you see a hitter wants to let the guy throw a strike first before he swings. A guy is wild. Hobie Milner wasn't wild last night. It wasn't like he was. He walked the three guys before. That's what made it so strange. It wasn't like that pitcher was throwing a ton of balls. So okay, I'm gonna not swing here. He, he was just. It was. It seemed like a normal at bat, and Bryce didn't participate. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, when I saw it, it, I, it looked like to me, and I still, I'm still playing it over my head as I speak about it. It, it was just like he saw it and he just let it go past. Him. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like he had made it up in his mind at that point that he wasn't going to swing regardless of what it was. That's what it kind of felt like to me. And and when I saw that, I was I got to thinking. I'm like, is he sick? I mean, what's going on? And and we we even watched it this morning where we're trying to figure out. We watched it a couple times, just trying to figure out if there was something mechanically wrong with him. I mean, because he wasn't even crouched. He didn't look like he wasn't in a in a in a in a batter stance. It was just he was just up there chilling. So uh, during the pandemic season, we had the cardboard cutouts of fans in the crowd. That was a cardboard cutout of Bryce Harper at the plate last night in that inning against Hobie Milner. He just he just he wouldn't move. It was bizarre. And if you guys notice, you, want, you go back and watch it. The, the video that you, everyone see the video or, or watched it live last night. I, I believe it was after the one one pitch. He started almost stretching his back. It made me wonder if his back got tight in that particular bat. Now he did get up later and get a hit, so it wasn't like he was pulled from the game. He didn't talk after the game last night. So we're left to, uh, and maybe he can't talk because he's got a, his voice is gone. Apparently, I, I don't know. I am concerned something's up here with Bryce Harper, who, by the way, once again not in the lineup at first base today. The Phillies have, is my math is correct? They have twelve days till the MLB trade line, deadline. Twelve days to decide if can he play first base or not. Because if he can, they get a left fielder. If he can't, they got to get a first baseman. He has not taken the field yet. He's not in the lineup at first base today. Let's hear yesterday. This is really interesting. Yesterday, Rob Thompson on with the morning show. James Seltzer asking the questions here about Bryce and the physical toll of playing first base. I thought Topper's answer was weird. One thing you mentioned that you mentioned the health part of it. Are there any concerns with the health? I, I figure if you guys are going to put him out there, you have to feel pretty confident that there aren't going to be any long term issues with the, with the elbow. Yeah, I don't. I think we're there now. I, I think you know, as far as the elbow is concerned, I think it's it's healthy. Um, I don't really have many concerns about that. It's, it's the rest of his body, really. You know, you you take 160 pitches on on defense on a nightly basis. It, it doesn't seem like a lot to 
to the normal person playing first base, but it takes a toll on your body, and, mm-hmm. and just want to make sure that you know it, it doesn't turn into a hamstring or a calf oh, or a hip or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's a good point. Here, what do you make of that? Him talking about how it, uh, you know, basically saying a full game at first base a lot on your body. That that was bizarre to me because he said I have no concerns with his elbow, like he's clear to throw the baseball in the infield, but he's talking about the rest of his body. I don't, I don't know because he's been working out like a madman. And we saw that mm-hmm. in spring training with the, with the Clearwater. And it's not like he's not done this before. Right. He used to play the field every day. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. That, that to me, I, I, don't, I don't get where he's coming from. Maybe he's hurt already. That's what I'm wondering, if there's something else going on. Again, if you watch that at-bat last night, I think after the 1-1 pitch, he, did, like, he started twisting around as if his back was tight there. Look, I know he's he's sick right now. He had a fever apparently yesterday. That's a report, and, and he lost his voice. So that's fine, but he played in the game. He also swung the bat later on in the game. So you, he's not playing first base. He's at DH. 215 592 He lost his voice, and he was sick, and he's he playing baseball today? Yeah. That, well, yesterday, apparently, he was sick. Interesting. I, I, the whole, I, 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 I believe in Bryce Harper. Let me just say that. I, mean, I believe in Bryce Harper. I, I, I'm just, just kind of – I don't know what to say about what's going on with him. I yeah, don't. I, I think we all – I mean, I believe in him as a player, certainly. But I'm concerned right now for a couple reasons. One, obviously his power is not fully back. I know he hit the yeah. home run over the weekend, so that's one thing. But, Hugh, well, here's what's concerning me. They have – after today, they have nine games between now and the trade deadline. They're basing their entire trade deadline strategy on he's going to play first base. And right now, they have no evidence – he can actually play first base. Not at all. Not at all. But I think they're pretty confident in the fact that he can. That, like, listen, I, I'll tell you, I'll say it like this, Joe, and this is how I feel about it. Nine days, 12 days, 15 days. That's not enough time to figure out if you're a good first baseman I agree or not. with you. It's not. When you talk about you got guys that have played there for years, that's, to me, that's the equivalent of going to a basketball camp, a dribble camp, <laughs> and saying, okay, now you can go out and dribble like – Kyrie Irving, no, nah, it's it's it, no, nah, it's not it's not gonna work out like that. Like you might have the fundamentals down, in the basics, but to sit there and be like, no, nah, I'm gonna be prolific at first base. No, nah, you're not about to do that. Yeah, I, and that was the, never, I never thought that was gonna be. The it's case. just fascinating that this is the Philly strategy. Well, Bryce could play first base. All right, can we see it? Can we see? It? And I, I agree with what you're saying here that nine games, eight games, seven games, fifteen. It's all a very small sample. But right now, there's zero sample. He still hasn't gotten to first base yet. Last night, whatever that was, was very bizarre. 215-592-9494. It's how you hop aboard. Bryce, once again, not at first base today. No idea what was going on in the, in the middle of the game yesterday when he just, frankly, just stood there and watched Hobie Milner strike him out and uh, didn't talk after the game. I guess he phys- just physically can't talk. He lost his voice or whatever. I- I'm concerned here with this Bryce Harper situation because his health and ability to play first base is their entire trade deadline strategy. If they get a... Guys, if the Phillies get a left fielder that can't play first base and Bryce can't play first base, then they've just destroyed their trade deadline strategy because that guy can't play every day. You have Schwarber. There's only one DH. I mean, the Phillies have run into this problem for a couple years now. There's only one DH spot on a team with a lot of DHs. 215-592-9494 to hop in. Are you concerned with Bryce Harper? Kyle, what are you feeling on this as uh, Bryce Harper had the most bizarre at-bat of his long career last night? That was – well – Frankly, I was pissed off at the at the time of the at bat. Uh, it was just so weird. It was awful. Like if I was at that game 
I would have probably like worn out my my voice by booing Bryce Harper. <laughs> Boo! Like, yes, no, seriously. Like at the time, I was I wanted to pull a Jonathan Papelbon and go down to the dugout and you know you know what? But and put your hands around. Yeah, his neck. put my hands around the dude's not neck. Not a loving embrace. Either. Um, yeah, no, not a loving embrace. You, uh, it was a tie game, and one swing could have put the Phillies ahead, and the bat doesn't even leave your shoulders. I mean that that really bothered me, but I, I have since calmed down. I have since zoomed out. Okay. It's uh it's it's one at bat. It's one loss. Um I I, I look, I think everything's gonna be okay with the guy. You the at bat's unacceptable, but he's still hitting three hundred. He's still I I think the arrow is pointing up still. It is on it's Bryce just, Harper's it's just, season. It's just weird. It's one of those situations where you're looking at it and you're like you're trying to figure out as a fan, you're trying to figure it out. But at the end of the day, for me, I just was like, oh, it's Bryce Harper. He knows more baseball than I do, so he knows what he's doing. Well, yeah. You and, just got to kind of leave it at that. And, like, look, uh, um, Hobie Milner is nasty, brother. So, Hobie, G- Gabe said it. And, and my to, manager to, tried to tell you guys. But he to, tried. But to let the bat <laughs> sit on your shoulders, I could have did that. Yeah. No, no. Anyone could have done that. And got that paycheck for the week. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 